Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello. You're listening to the COB podcast here from Ausbiz. I'm David Scott. Joined today, luckily enough, by Cara Ordway. Cara, Hi. fantastic to go have you on board for this Monday afternoon. Uh, look, let's be honest, there wasn't a lot of activity on the local market today, but that's because a lot of people are waiting and trying to digest what's going on in the US, particularly when it comes to the Federal Reserve following that uh, pretty robust uh, non-farm payrolls report on Friday. Yeah, US non-farm payrolls rising by 199,000 in December. They were forecasting 400,000. So it's Bit, a bit off target there. Yeah, it was a, a miss when it came to the actual job creation, but the household survey was much stronger, so the actual employment growth uh, was very, very strong, and then unemployment falling to 3.9%, and those wages, the average hourly earnings up by a pretty robust 0.6% on the month, that's 4.7% over the course of the year. We know the inflationary pressures that uh, that helps to go and foster, and then all of a sudden, everyone's getting on the uh, the quantitative tightening bandwagon, we've got Goldman Sachs talking about four rate hikes in the this year. So and they've uh, said four, have they? They've come out uh, over the weekend. Uh, the US economics team. There you go. Jan Hatzius has, uh, has been uh, They've always got to go one better. Yeah, so four of them. But the markets seem to be still holding their way. Like They don't seem to be getting too perturbed by the prospect of, uh, of money actually having a price attached to it for the first time in several years. Yeah, I mean, look, our market largely flat today, but it does feel like traders aren't back at their desks today. After the holidays, still, I think still a lot of people are still at the beach. A local market largely flat and look, volumes look low. Yeah, it's been that way for a while. But the similar scenarios that we saw in the local market today, we knew that spy futures were pointing to a pretty flat start to the uh, to trade. And that was basically the story of the session. We, we dipped on the, uh, the early part and then uh, just managed to go and crawl back towards break even and then just oscillated around there. But the underlying mechanics, it's still all about the cyclical parts of the market doing the heavy lifting, whereas those long duration, particularly the tech names out there at the moment, really still suffering at this point. Yeah, iron ore getting a bit of a boost as well. So the majors, Rio and BHP, both over 2.5% higher on the day. Iron ore, Scotty, I know it's one of your favourites. Is this a bit of a pop higher here to stay? I'm not surprised that we've had a rebound. I think it's a lot of people getting very excited about the prospect of a return to resurgent uh, steel production in China after the uh, the Winter Olympics and Lunar New Year. I just think that you've got to look at what's going on with the property sector. Uh, I, I just cannot see it returning to those kind of growth rates that we saw throughout much of the past couple of years. And that was really the big driver of that steel demand in China. It's the biggest consumer. So that's my personal view. A lot of people are out there who are different at the moment. I can tell you that I uh, know one person who's got a very different view of that is John. Jonathan Barrett now. He's one of the top commodity analysts out there at the, from Celsius Pro. And uh, he reckons uh, the Red Dirt's the, uh, the top commodity pick for 2022. Reckons blue there skies in Beijing for the Olympics will lead to blue skies for prices. Uh, we'll see he comes out on top on that trade. He's obviously the expert, so make sure you put that into your consideration. Yeah, right. You also had a chat with Yingyi An, uh, Yingyi An Cheng from Coolabar Capital. What did she have to say? She reckons that uh, inflationary pressures in the States are going to be uh, pretty persistent, and that's going to go and lead 
lead the Fed to uh, no, actually tightening and tightening pretty aggressively as we just when we started the other uh, conversation, the podcast today. Uh, and, and I asked the, uh, the question that everyone has to go and ask in this scenario. Uh, won't the market just go and bully the Fed into going backing down? So we've seen them countless times in prior cycles. The Fed goes, oh, beats the chest and so we're going to go and hike yeah. rates. And then the market goes, well, I'm just going to go and sell equities now. And then all of a sudden they back away. She reckons this time is different. Was that because all of the Fed members have traded out for their stock maybe? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Those, those, that are, those that are still left, we'll see, no, uh, we'll exactly. see how the uh, composition of the board, but certainly uh, hopefully they tighten up those <laughs> rules. I tell you what, if it was from a private sector uh, company, I know the Fed is private sector, but if it yeah. was an actual, no, like a trading desk or something like that, and you were doing trades Crazy. the day before your boss went and makes major policy announcements, I tell you what, you'd be showing the door pretty quickly. I wonder what will happen to some of those names there on the board. Certainly not a good look when it comes to that. Uh, look, uh, I think uh, Annette had a chat uh, with Raymond Chan today and Morgan's about Wes Farmers. Of course, it's on the acquisition trail at the moment as well. API is one of those that's uh, got its eye on, looks like it would go and be the owner of before long. Uh, yeah, West Farmers is one of those conglomerates where basically, you know, is a pretty good litmus test uh, as to what's going on in the broader economy at the moment. Yeah, some other corporate news on the bench today. Novanix was dual listing on the Nasdaq. That boosted the stock price at 11% higher on the day. And Instatech Pivot acquired a French explosives manufacturer. That stock closing up 2% on the day. And then I actually had a, a chat with uh, Caretech. Uh, Caretech an IPO that listed on the local bourse today. They didn't fare too yeah. well, but, but the MD has got a lot of plans. And I said to him, you know, what, sh- what would you be telling investors today given that the stock is, is trading down, you know, 25% on the day? So mm. definitely take a listen. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, maybe uh, maybe first day blues, but who knows? It's a long run to uh, know to go and see where that company kind of evolves from. So don't take uh, no, the first day's trading performance as uh, as the be all and end all when it comes to the company's prospects. You mentioned Novanix. Uh, coincidentally, that was our stock of the day. Andrew Gagan sat down today with uh, David Novak from Wealthwise Education and also Nathan Summersunderan from Deep Data Analytics to go and get their view as to what they will be doing when it comes to the soon to be dual listed Novanix. Take a look. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's one of the, the better stocks that are doing quite well. If you've been, been there uh, from day one, or if you've been there for the last you know a decent run out of 2021, then I think you should hold on because the macro is still quite positive. Expect in the short term you're going to take a bit of a hit. There'll be volatility, but in the medium to long term, I think the outlook still remains quite positive. The valuation uh, of Novanix is, is elevated, that's for sure. It's in the right sector, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, they've got a breakthrough technology in their batteries. At this stage, I would be a hold, but I wouldn't be a buy up here, especially at these levels. So uh, you may even take profits if people bought it lower down because we've seen this stock rally since the start of the year from $1 to 10. So it's a pretty good 10 bagger. Um, so I'd be taking some profits, but I certainly wouldn't be rushing into buy right now. I'd look to buy at lower levels. So there you have it. It's not going in the portfolio. Um, mixed, mixed views in it, but uh, certainly uh, a pretty hot area of the market, has got to be said. It's mind-bogglingly uh, no strong, some of the other gains there. Whether a lot of them are justified or whether they're meme-ish at the moment, I think the market has still got the, uh, no, the question mark out on that one. Uh, look, whilst we love our stock picks here at Ausbiz, uh, we can't go past the fact that uh, macro makes the world go round. And uh, I've written my view today about macro and why you should care. I know it's probably not going to appease everyone's views out there at the moment. What do you reckon about when it comes to macro? You're, you're, you're more of a technician than when it came to under the charts back in the day, weren't you? Yeah, look, a bit of both, actually. I think you need to have a good grounding on the fundamentals before you even look at a chart. So you need to know what's going on. You can't only just play on charts. Mm. So 
it's always in the back of traders' minds, I think, and I think it's the key element in, in investing. I believe so as well, but of course, that's um, <laughs> my view. You can read of that, of course, over the course of the uh, no, in today's newsletter. Look, uh, Cara, the focus on the, uh, the remainder of the week, uh, it is only the start, of course, but uh, we're already looking ahead. There's going to be a couple of pretty big data releases, uh, particularly in the States, uh, inflation. Uh, you cannot go past that again. Uh, everyone seems to say, oh, no, hot inflation's priced into the market, but just seems to go, another reading comes out, it just uh, next round of speculation about you know, how much more aggressive the Fed will be, so that likely to go and uh, steal the cake this week. Yeah, we got, we're talking to Richard Murphy from XTB tomorrow. He's on at the 1pm, so he always has a good take on where we sit in terms of the market versus the central bank. And then, of course, it all depends on what traders are doing as well. So we've got Kath Whitaker from South Wealth. She's joining us tomorrow. Give us a bit of a rundown on positioning when it comes to retail trade. Yeah, love getting a bit of a view. I find the retail traders very uh, contrarian in nature. I uh, don't like to go and bet with the, uh, with the crowd. So interesting to see where that uh, plays out in the uh, self-wealth data. Look, uh, what do you reckon? Not a lot of uh, corporate news out tomorrow. Maybe Tuesday's a new day. We'll uh, maybe get more news headlines to go in. And, uh, and give us something to go and talk about. Uh, we'll cool our heels until then. Sounds good. Have a great evening. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.